Welcome to the Monsters and Treasure Podcast, where we talk way too long about a subject, but only give you the best parts. I'm K.R. King of D&D Homebrew, here as always with Daniel Norton of Bandit's Keep. How are we doing today, Daniel? I'm doing good. I was going to prep my monsters, but I think I'll just make it up as we play. Sounds like fun. So, K.R., I, I was, this is, comes from a few different things that have been going on recently and I've been looking at, but and if, the, the idea of prep, okay, and challenge, that is to say, like, if you set up something for somebody, like let's say you have a, this a big idea, like this big combat's going to happen or there's this impenetrable tower or there's all these things going on and you write up your notes of how it's designed, who's there protecting it, who's, and then the players at the table just come up with something that just completely thwarts all of that. You know, do what do we do in that case? And, and I think there's a lot of uh, back and forth about this online. Some people, for instance, if it was a big, let's say we'll call it a boss fight, they would like to give the boss extra abilities or give them extra hit points, maybe even sometimes on the fly to uh, balance, if you will, or to make the challenge there. And my argument to that is, well, the challenge was them figuring out the way around it. So why would I change something? But it goes deeper than this, right? Because you can change things based on player let's say, not quite getting where they want to get. So in my campaign, they uh, they were trying to thwart this um, this ceremony, and they did it once. It, there was only two demons guarding the, the person that was being sacrificed. So then when they went back to do it the second time, there was now more demons and also other kinds of guards and a cleric because they were attacked once, right? So now they're using more people to defend the thing because it was attacked. So that I don't look at, like my book might say, or my original notes say, well, when they do the sacrifice, two demons go. But now it's changed. But it's changed because of what the players did and not on the fly, if that makes sense. I don't know where you stand on that or if any of that makes sense. Yeah, I think you, first of all, want to reward the players for coming up with a really cool idea or taking your world serious enough to plan something out such that they thwart the way you've set it up, you've presented, especially if they scout it out and figure out it's not, even if it is random, but especially when they figure stuff out and they, they thought their way through something to to win, and I think you're right about um, if if they do win, if they don't kill everyone, things then happen, right? Because I'll have a thing where uh, the creatures will run away. You can mm-hmm. read some orcs, and they'll run off, and they'll tell all the other orcs, "Hey, these people did this," and now you've got enemies out there that are like, because they'll come back to the battlefield after the players leave. The other thing players don't think about, right? They leave a battlefield, and I always. If you tell, if you say to them, "What do you do with the bodies?" Then they're like, "Oh, we better do something with the bodies, right?" <laughs> they don't have that necessarily in their head. Most of the time, they'll just leave. So I'll have things come back and see the bodies or whatever, and do tracks and ask questions, or maybe they're near enough by to like stabilize someone. Again, you, you, this can get a little too elaborate, but the point is, is that exactly what you're thinking. Things ha- it's much more interesting for things to have an effect. The players have affected things that changes them. Then you sitting there going, oh, man, I put all this work into this and they're killing my big bad boss guy. Well, I'll just I'll give him 200 more hit points. What do you think of that? Well, that's total. Why are you doing that? That's just your, you know, either either maybe you didn't set up the challenge right enough. Right. right. Or but but probably the players did it just or they got lucky. I had the thing I was telling you this, <laughs> where I had this uh, it was this mummy ghoul creature that I had created and the players, they had a really great idea where they knew it was sensitive to light. I had this light cleric, and they, had, and they were all planned out. But one of the things was, when I rolled initiative, my creature rolled a one. <laughs> and, and it's like mummy guy, so it's low anyway. I mean, it was last, last, last. So they man, it still did some incredible and legendary actions, a 5e thing. 
And they got blasted by the legendary. I mean, they were all like, whoa, this is deadly. And the, but they beat it in one round. And what was I going to do? Nice. Was I going to give it 200 more hit points because I was so irritated? And I showed them all its spells and abilities after. I said, look at this, you know. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, my God. You know, they didn't quite realize how. But they had a great plan. So I'm not going to change that because, you know, I guess what it goes back to is what is your motivation as a GM? What are you after here? Is it against you? Are you somehow losing or what? Yeah, that, that's actually really interesting because people will use almost the opposite argument, which is, oh, well, I want it to be fun for my players, but I think you may have kind of hit on something there. I wonder if the GM feels when they make these changes, oh, I want to have more fun. Like I made this awesome encounter with all this, you know, I built scenes, I have minis and I've got, you know, all this stuff going on and they just walked around it. And and maybe that somehow feels um, feels less Good for them, less good. That's my great uh, speaking, you know. <laughs> uh, You're so you know, articulate. Maybe, yeah, yeah, I'm so articulate. Less Your good. vocabulary. Yeah, my, I'm good. so yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that's it. Maybe maybe sometimes we feel like, oh man, I set this whole thing up and this is it and I don't have anything else. But I, I don't know. I Hopefully you have other things. And I wonder, there, there's probably fringe cases, right? Like possibly, let's say, a convention, Right. If you were at a convention and you had a plan and then somehow they came up with something awesome, it might not be as cool because they want that big fight, right? It's a convention game. They want that big fight at the end. I would definitely not take away the benefits they got from their scheme, but I might add something there. I don't know if I even would do that. Um, It's funny. I played this game uh, I now run at conventions and we were playing and like we had it slotted for a two hour slot and they did it in an hour. And I literally was like, you, that was great. You defeated this guy. I said, I can do, we can keep going. I can make some more stuff up if you have another hour, if you want. And they were just like, no, that was amazing. You know, and it was like, we don't want it to lose now. Like we did it, you know, and they were happy to, to stop at that point. And I think your players might be, I mean, granted if they drive multiple, you know, hours to your place and they, they, they kill the thing in five minutes. So I guess the advice there would be if you are planning a whole session with a combat, maybe plan something else too, just in case. <laughs> Well, it's interesting when you got two things there, and I'll I'll start with the last one and go back to the first. I have had those situations where uh, they were going to take on these, this. They decided that my players, uh, this leader of this crime organization, had screwed them over because they disappeared for three months, and they said, "I'm going to go to her place and we're going to just take her on. We're tired of this." And I said, "Really?" And I was like, "She's surrounded by a very deadly cohort above their level and everything." And I said, "Well, are you really going to do it? Because I got to prepare for that." So they said, yeah. And I said, but we want to have a battle. And because it because everybody had driven super far and we were like an hour into a three hour session. So I said, well, you sailed here. We'll have a battle on the ship. And I quickly came up. But of course, me being me, I had these Sagan, but they were part of the yellow. T- this all related to this final thing on this island, this plague. And I just connected it because I looked at my notes and I said, well, they've never go to the Isle of Tears because they just hear Isle of Tears forbidden. <laughs> my players are like cautious because they know you can get killed. In KR's world. So we're not yep. we're not going there. Okay. So when they went there and they did this, the, the Sagan, they they bumbled around a little bit and the Sagan managed to sink their ship. Well, now they're sunk and they're now they're sailing and now that things go on. And I don't just go, ah, oh, <laughs> I'm gonna hand wave that and you're gonna on to the next thing. So that's where I'm doing stuff that's because I'm like reacting to what they do. My world is sort of reacting like, well, but I had just made that battle up. So it's it's a fine line. You could easily say, Cap, you know, you just made that up. So why are you punishing the players? Well, because that's I want some consistency about how the world works. Okay, so you hear people say stuff like, I'll have monsters fight for a certain amount of time, 
And then when that mm-hmm. time is done, I'm done with the battle. Because I don't want it to go on too long, and I don't want to go too short. Now, yeah. this to me is anathema. All the guys I played with from way back when, Jeff Stern is up in heaven somewhere going, no, do not do that, because right. that's BS. Because that's not, we're playing a game where you set up parameters, and we go and fight those parameters or whatever, or try to maneuver. You judge, you referee those parameters, and you as the referee are not, you know, this game is getting a little long. I'm going to call holding on every play so the other team loses. And you're right. like, really? You're the referee. You're not the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so that's the thing about when you get to the ego of like, not only did I get thwarted, but I'm actually deciding how long everything takes. Really? So Right. Like you are the arbiter boy. of fun, right? Like you know, like yes. I know when my players yes. have had enough fun, just the right <laughs> amount of fun, not too much fun, not too little fun, exactly at that spot, that's the right... I think the only exception to that, which is not really an exception at all, would be things like morale checks and stuff. And if that's in your system, then yeah, at a certain number of hit points, the creature might run away. But it's not just like, okay, I've decided you kill him now. Tell me how awesome that blow was. You know, and I've even heard people say that. And again, some of these things sound positive on the surface, but I think they they are a negative in the long run if you keep have this attitude, which is stuff like, okay, this person hasn't killed a boss monster yet, so... Even though the player before them killed it, I don't let it die yet until they go because would they want them to kill it? Like, why do you get to decide that? Like, it's not your place, I don't think, as a, a referee or a dungeon master or a game master, whatever you want to call it, to do that. I think that's what the dice are for, right? The dice are the the chaos in the world, and I think that's why they're there. And very much, that person might miss their shot. That might be a big deal. Then what do you do? Okay, they didn't do it. Are you going to make everybody else not kill the creature until next turn? What about the creature's attacks? That might kill somebody. Like, that just doesn't track to me you let the dice fall where they where they fall and if somebody kills the creature too fast or it takes too long or pcs die or whatever that's the game to me I, and i think that's really where the fun comes in that's the challenge and everybody knows that everybody knows yeah. we are not in a narrative type thing where i get to just say well i'm gonna run up and jump off and do this and i'm gonna stab him right in the forehead and it's such a cool idea that we say he's dead right mm-hmm. and, and, well that might be fine for, for a certain type of play. But in my thing, it's like, well, roll the hit. Do you make the leap off the table? What's your decks? Or how, however, and you could get into different levels of that, right? But right. the point is, is that it's somewhere I'm going to have a die roll. I'm going to have something that says you fall on your face in front of the guy and you're laying there going, ah, I tried the, or the chandelier collapses and you fall, whatever it is, because that's actually more interesting. Like, could that chandelier, if the, if the gnome swings on the chandelier, he swings over. But if the half-orc barbarian swings on the chandelier, it collapses, you know. So right. it's humorous. So that, and I'm I'm not sure that either of those is going to happen. I'm just saying, because I'll let the dice decide at some level, unless it's obvious. But I think you're exactly right. If, if there's something about, this is the thing about the narrative sort of, I, we want to create our game talking about it. Okay, but you're going to fall into the dice create situations you never would have fallen into. Just like my whole constant rant about teams when they play each other, you never really know who's going to win. Because right. even if they're heavily outnumbered, they, the other team could pull it off. And, and that's dice. That's that randomness. And I think when you take that away with this kind of stuff, and then why? Why, why should you be the arbiter of, you know, how long... You know, I can see if you say, okay, it's 15 minutes to go in the session. They're totally outnumbered. 
they you guys either just win or they run away or how do you want to do i mean you can do that in a very specific set of circumstances but generally speaking you want your players to kind of know uh, there's some there's an arbiter above us that is just the the rule system and the way things work right and i feel like at that point from my table anyways or or my uh way of playing is that would be something i would not keep from the players because i think this is another part of this that we're not really not making yes making super clear is that Oftentimes when people talk about this, this is not something they discuss with players. They don't go, okay, every combat's going to be five turns or it's just going to end when I think it's fun. These people are doing this behind the scenes and they'll be like, oh, your players will never know. I think they kind of will at some point, you know. Uh, so I find that to be um, just that's the that's the part, right? That's the hubris. If you if you have a discussion, you're like, look, guys, this is not really that big of a combat. You're fighting these kobolds. It's just literally a back and forth. Nobody's really going to die here. You're about to long rest after this. So the hit points and spells aren't going to matter. We've got 10 minutes left in the session. Do we really want to start the first session playing out the rest of this battle? Let's just say, let's just narrate this out and be done. And, and I think that's okay. And again, we're doing it as a group. One thing I used to do, actually, this is very funny. When I first started playing, because I felt bad. Like I would always be like, okay, I know this evil guy will probably do this, this, and this. I would write it. Like, I'd be writing my own adventures, and I would write, if the player characters lose, this is what the person will do. Because I always felt like I might not, you know, me, like, want to do that. Like, I might be like, oh, no, maybe they... So it kind of, like, because it was in paper and it was written down, it made me okay with it, right? It's it's weird that because it's written down, and like, I do it, but that's how I stuck to it. I was like, this is what they do. These people capture, these people kill, these people will take all your stuff. And I just would write that down as notes, just in case the player characters did lose, because I just felt like that allowed me to be uh, able to do it without feeling like I was just making a choice at the table going, oh, well, guess what? You know, you're dead, you know, because I decided they're going to kill your character because I don't like you. It's like that's just what I have written down. Well, that that is a really great strategy to avoid um, all the different things, you know, punishing or having mm-hmm. favorites or, you know, uh, the favoring the party always and just deciding at the last minute, well, they, you know, I realize, oh, the big bad guy is going to kill them all and I'll just have this or that. And I tend not to have, not to have TPKs because players are you're almost always more useful to things alive and, and you just have to right. be creative in terms of doing that. I think the other thing, what you're talking about, anything that you're doing as a GM, like I've deciding how many, how long a battle is going to go or anything meta game like, if you can't tell the players you're doing it, don't do it, right? If you yeah. if you say to the players, now here's how I work. I'm going to make these battles go as long as I want. And they all go, oh, great. Hey, how are we doing? Are we done yet? And we finished? Um, oh, that, you know, really? You're going to say that to them? Well, no, you're not. And so that's what you're talking right. about. You can't tell them. I do say, okay, I'm going to hand wave. We're not going to have any random monsters because we got to get to this thing because we're doing this battle. It's very important. But ordinarily, I'm going to do random. And they go, okay. And sometimes they're like, we like your random monsters, right, or whatever. But they, I just go, we have to do this because of time. And -and so-and-so can't be here next week and blah, blah, blah. You know, the the mechanics of the game of how many people are in the party. So, but I always tell them any metagame. If I've set something up in terms of the game about what this guy's really going to do if you do X, that, of course, I keep secret. But when you get into, oh, by the way, guys, I'm going to give these monsters whatever hit points I choose, and then I'm going to take them off or add them during the battle. Would you tell them that? Well, no. Well, that has nothing to do with the way you've set the world. That's not your bad guy. If they win, like you've set up an advantage, you're doing it the opposite where you're saying, I want to set this up to avoid making those kind of decisions, you know, ad hoc. But so here you are. I just think people would go, well, I don't, I'm not sure I want to play in that game. Like, why are we doing this? If I agree. 
I think that when you're talking to a bunch of GMs, they, they're like, oh, yeah, that's great because they'll always get the optimum combat and it'll always be really fun. But I think you're in your little cave when you think that. Like, I think in the world, the wider world, I don't think players are okay with that. Like, so what does that mean? Like, if you just decide my character dies, then I die? Or will my character never die? Is that the way it is? Like, can I just decide the combat's over because I don't like it? It's like, you know, I don't love your monster. I think combat's over. Doesn't matter anyways, because you're just going to arbitrarily do it anyways. I think it's just one of the weirdest things. I've seen people do it about spells too. Like, because I've seen people ask questions, how do you track spells and stuff? And they'll say something like, oh, I just have the monster cast whatever spells. I feel like it whenever they want. But it's like, how is that? You know, how can players learn from that? How can they improve? How can they become better players if nothing is in the rules? And I'm not such a hard, fast, you know, don't make your own stuff. But I think if you are making your own monsters, you want a list. This is what the monster can do. And then use that to its best advantage to try to, you know, from the monster's point of view, defeat the player characters. But you don't want to just make something up because you're like, oh, no, the player character's running. I'll just give the monster hold portal so the door closes or whatever. You know, it's like all of a sudden you're going to do that. Like, where did that come from? You didn't have it memorized. It's like it's like, why do the players have to do this? You should also play fair. I think that's what I'm going to call it. I think I would say you got to play fair. I don't think you have to play by the same rules as the player characters when you're playing an NPC, but you do have to play fair. Well, and I'll give an example from my world where I had this really deadly monster. Oh, I can't remember. I had all these legendary abilities of 5e. And they threw a stun. The monk had this thing, some kind of stun thing, and it had make a save. It was a really deadly ability. It's a little broken in 5e because you can stun something that's incapacitated for a minute. And so I was rolling this, and they all were like, well, it has legendary. I'm sure it has legendary resistance to saving throws. I guess, you know, if any saving throw, like three times a day, it can just. And I said, I did not write that down when I made this thing up. And I said to them, it doesn't have it. So I rolled and it made the save. Thank God. Cause I'm like, this is going to screw up my whole, but if they did, if it made the save, if it blew the save, I was screwed. So I just said, I didn't write, I did not want to sit there and go, Oh, you're right. I forgot. Let me quickly write that down or claim that it had it. Now you could really make a good argument. Care a creature that big should have legendary resistance on saving. Throw. I just should have that. And, but I just thought, well, I didn't write it down, so there you go. So that it's just one of those things where I have my own personal code of, like, I want to stick to what I, I always want them. And plus, that's really helpful for them to know that I'm trying to stick to what I've written down. So if you're a prepared spellcaster, stick to the spells you wrote down and write them down. Because mm-hmm. I've seen people suddenly pull out of their, I've got three uh, you know, suggestions today or because so, one fails, they do another one. I'm thinking, did you take that many? I don't want to sit there and have to ask him every, give me your list of your spells. I see people do that yeah. when people abuse it and they get irritated, but it's like, I, we're all, we're all trying to, I don't, I would never do that because I haven't had that problem big time, but you could have a player that's just picking whatever spells they want and claiming they're writing them down in a prepared system. And how do you handle that? Right. So again, I have not had that. I've, every once in a while, I think to myself, did they really? But I think it's usually some desperation. <laughs> so, or I've made something maybe a little too strong. I don't know. So, but anyway, yeah, I, I, I think, say you have to establish to the players, I'm sticking by my set of rules here, and I'm not going to change things just because things are going bad or going bad for my monster. If you surprise it and you come up with a great plan and it's not in my little what I've set up, you win. Exactly. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to hear your voice on the show, give us a call. You can find all the ways to do that in the show notes. If you'd like to see more RPG content from us, you can find us both on YouTube. KR at d d Homebrew 
and myself at Bandit's Keep. Those are also linked in the show notes. If you'd like to support the show, please give us a rating, ideally on Apple Podcasts, as it helps the show be seen by more people. And we'll see you next week.